You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 80th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes, co-promoter of Spooky Cross in Winter Garden, Florida, and I hope all of you come down into the originally named Spooky Cross Cyclocross event. And original? I really the original. How can that be? There's no other Before Spooky the Cross in, in North America. Really? Nope. Weird. Interesting. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm the little guy. Um. I throw the, uh, like, on a team that throws the only urban cross race in Minnesota. It's in Blaine. We just did it last weekend. It was awesome. Right. Velo cross. Was it exciting? Yeah. Muddy as ever? It was awesome. It was the muddiest that it had ever been. It rained so much on Friday. Um, so that whole pit, the little ditch, was super muddy. Never been that muddy. Um, but the whole course was nice and tacky. Little slippery in spots. It was awesome. It was the most fun I've had in a bike on a bike in a long time. Do you think um, good racing? You think you're the that that race now is going to be the reason that the velodrome finally falls down at the National Sports Center in Blaine? Because we like destabilize the ground around it by mm-hmm. making a slight one one inch uh, rut in periodic places. Trust the rut. So that's me. Um, yeah, and I'm your third host uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. My name is Spencer Howe, and uh, I, I don't have anything really special uh, to talk about. I'm not promoting any races this year, uh, unfortunately, like you two. Um, the best that I got going on is I'm going to, you know, I'm already planning my shopping trip for Black Friday. For uh, I'm going to hit REI and get a whole bunch of cool stuff. So Yeah, you better get there early. Um, I would recommend that you get there like right after you eat your um, tofurkey. And then okay. you just wait all day on Friday um, for that REI to be first to in line. Yeah, because yeah. there's going to be a bum rush for the Friday at REI. Nice. Now, is there a joke about this REI thing that I don't, don't get because I don't understand how the internet works um, and stuff? Or are you guys just, just making fun of REI for no reason? Mm. Spencer? There's a joke. There's a joke. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, REI now explain the joke? they're going to be closed. They're going to be closed on Black Friday. Uh, oh, cool! And they say everybody should go outside and be active instead. Or they should oh. come to Swift Cycle at six oh seven West University <laughs> Avenue in Gainesville, Florida. Well, where Keith will be open. <laughs> but do you think? Do you, uh, do you think that the Novara, the Novara market, the market for Novaras, is the crossovers with the focuses you know, and like? Uh, Santa Cruz's that you guys sell. I think REI actually is uh, getting out of just the Novara market. I mean, they've got um, what is it, Ghost they've Mountain got Ghost. Bike? Yeah. Um, is that a real mountain bike company, or is that like a like a like a Walmart fat bike sort of mountain bike company? No, we're it's not like talking about red yeah, delicious no. apples, little guy. <laughs> we're talking. It's a it's a legit company from Europe, but they bought the rights for it to be here in the U.S. Okay, I've never seen a Ghost before, so. Which you know is fitting. It's it's. Is that a Halloween joke? Our, yeah. I know. Yeah. So this is our this is our last podcast before Halloween. So it's fitting that we're talking about ghosts. So we got some ghosts in there. Um, I'm gonna get a ghoul crank set. Um, hey guys, before we get into the actual stuff, we got another uh, review, and people can always review us on iTunes and uh, subscribe on Stitcher and iTunes. And it's from Photo Jojo, and on October 23rd. So this is recent. They wrote. Yeah. 90% of the time that I have finished in the top 10% of my races, I've listened to at least 75% of the Slow Ride podcast that day. Coincidence? I don't think so. Seriously, this show is better than a blood bag filled with my 16-year-old cousin's platelets. <laughs> so that, that was a weird that's review. High praise. Um, that's because high praise. <laughs> That's a weird review because it's like very like, oh, kind of Yogi Berra, which is like eh, 50% of the time I'm half serious or whatever, you know, like yeah, you yeah. Know, d- different like uh, quotes with Matt. And then all of a sudden it's like talking about a 16-year-old cousin's blood. <laughs> well done. And we all, we all know, yeah, I mean, 
16 is a little young to be given blood. I like to wait until they're legal, personally. So we have a couple of um, quick news bits that we need to get to. First off, Dan Craven, Dan from Nam on Twitter, seems to be building a bike, seems to be a frame builder. We haven't heard about who he's going to be racing for next year or if he's even mm-hmm. going to be racing next year. He could be the next um, you know, master frame builder. Uh, he... There are a couple of pictures of him surfacing on the internet with a top knot or AKA man bun, yes. Um, yes. which kind of takes it to the next level of being a, um, a frame builder. Do you think that yeah. means he's joining MTN or uh, well, I, dimension I data? Think, I think or they only have room for one. Top knot yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think it came down to Dan Craven and, and Mark Cavendish and they, you know, they obviously picked the wrong, uh, option there, but uh, you know, best of luck to him, I guess. Yeah. No. No, is Dan? I haven't seen his pictures. Is Dan? Is he like building this at home? Like he bought he bought all the rigs and jigs. He's got this going on in his garage. Or is he like? Did he go to like the frame building school out in like uh, in Oregon or whatever? And he's taking well, a master class. You know, it'd be kind of crazy is seeing him in Oregon because how could you tell that he was a professional cyclist? You would just be like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's my barista. Um down there mm-hmm. oh he's just one of those guys that wants to build his own bikes yeah <laughs> yeah well no it's it's been fun if you don't follow him on instagram you can see the progress uh, of his steel cross bike that's coming along um it's hey cool. spencer um should we tell the hey guy? wait can i tell you guys something about steel cross bike real quick sure go right I, ahead i got i i have a steel cross bike and i weighed it this weekend um there's a scale at the bike the, race there was there was a stand it. a stand that was a scale and what do you guys think my bike weighs 18 pounds uh, it's a little bit heavier it's 19.2 and a half mud oh with mud on 19.2 i was pretty happy with that i mean i didn't know how uh light it would build when i built it and it felt pretty light and it was like pretty legit for uh stuff i had <laughs> basically so anyway that's that's a small story that's good move on so um, we get, we went there. Uh, up next, let's talk about Lance versus Frankie Andreu. I don't really care. It seems like Lance now is claiming that Frankie doped his entire career. Do you guys want to talk about that? Well, I don't think that's the big issue. What's the I big think issue? The big issue is that they're moving into like actual crime territory. Yeah, yeah that's not not just like uh, oh he said she said who doped who didn't like who cares you all doped like whatever I don't care how much you did you all did. Yeah. But they've moved into, like, insurance fraud and, like, sporting oh. fraud and all these kind of well, things. Well, so, so so first off, time out. We don't care about the Frankie thing. So we're moving on from the Lance versus Frankie and Dreyu. Yeah. Spencer, you're talking, about, you're talking about well, Jim Ockowitz. Wasn't it always insurance fraud? Because yeah. Lance, I mean, he took out the insurance claim, I mean, yeah, the whole SCA promotions or whatever. But he's talking about well, – he this isn't about just the SCA promotions, the little guy. We're talking about – Lance's what is it, nineteen ninety three or nineteen ninety nine? Um nineteen ninety three triple crown of cycling, one million dollar prize pack win for winning like the West Virginia Classic, the Philadelphia yeah. race, and whatever. And Lance has finally come clean about the long known rumor of uh mm-hmm. you know buying Lance's team getting off. buying off Roberto Gaggioli and the rest of the team. And Gaggioli has gone public about this before, but it's always been kind of just like, oh, Italian newspaper, you know, written and no one's like really paying attention where now Lance put it in his deposition. So, of course, since it's from Lance, now there's more power behind it. But the key here is Jim Okowitz. This is the guy that has up until now seemed to have pretty much gotten away with orchestrating this entire thing, once president of USA Cycling. Um, Yeah, where do you usually come? And now he's finally being named, and he's now, of course, the president or director of BMC Racing. So this is a pretty big yeah. ordeal. You think Jim yeah. was the one that gave uh, gave our buddy, who whatever the the guy I'm supposed to arm wrestle, TJ? Um, do you think he's the one who gave TJ Lance his number so he could motor pace him? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's such an insular community, right? And that's, that's a conspiracy. I want to start. That's anyway. the. I mean, that's the bigger uh, story is that this guy is so insulated within cycling that now yeah. the only person that could possibly bring him yeah. down was probably Lance. And now Lance is, you know, coming clean on this whole 
hey, you know, someone else orchestrated it. My favorite is when they talk about how uh, Lance delivered it in a cake box to Gagioli's house in Italy, like showed up with 100K in cash and was like, here you go. And then he made deals with some of these other riders for 50K. Like basically, you know, some guys got more money than the others. Um, but which if you think about it, if this is a million dollar prize list, so after taxes is like 660, right? $666,000 because they take away like a okay. third is rule of thumb. You're giving a hundred k to Aquitz. They had another two. They had another hundred thousand that went to the other guys. So now you're just looking at four hundred and sixty k that then gets dispersed among the team. I mean, I sure, I guess that there's some yeah, profit but there. I, but. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know. If, I mean, it was obviously all about the money, but it was definitely all also about the prestige. Like this is 1993, yeah. Lance. He hadn't really done anything yet. He was still like the prodigy, like everybody knew, like, oh, this guy could be somebody, but he hadn't won Worlds yet. And, uh, yeah. you know, he was looking to make a name for himself and get that big ride. I mean, he was on yeah, Motorola, looks- but he was looking for that European ride, and uh, and he got it. So, yeah, I guess uh, it looks good on the on the resume. But yeah, they're moving into, uh, you know, the, the SCA promotions takes out. They don't have a million dollars to give out as a prize, so they take out an insurance policy. Uh, against it, you know, saying, ah, nobody's going to win. So the insurance company's like, oh, okay, whatever. And uh, sells them a policy. And then Lance rigs the whole thing, pays <laughs> off a bunch of people, or Aquas orchestrates this puppetry. They win. They, you know, obviously they try to pay the thing out. And now the insurance company's like, well, this was a bunch of smoke and mirrors. We're suing but, your pants off. <laughs> hey, all what's, I know is what's statute of limitations on this shit, though. Well, Fifteen years, can they? There's... Can they actually? Yeah, can anything be done? Or is it just another yeah. another thing? Because it feels like Lance wants to, he waits till he can say things and then he just talks shit. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's watching a clock. He's got like a list of every fucked up thing he ever did with somebody, <laughs> and he's watching a clock and he's like. Boom. All right, sweet. And then he immediately gets he gets on the phone and he's like, one time me and uh, Floyd Landis did math together, but it was 15 <laughs> years ago. Do you think he yeah. has a calendar? Do you think he has a calendar that he's sitting there and he's like counting off the days? Like it's a far side yeah. um, desk like, calendar and then it's like, it's like, off a page. he's like, oh, oh that's shit. a funny cost, a- uh, you know, cartoon. Yeah. Hey, I guess I could talk about that time we did meth. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those um, like at a convenience store, like you can't buy cigarettes yet, you know, because you have to be born before this day. So it's like your crime. He's got a thing that says the crime must have been committed before this day to talk about it. Uh, I, you know, here, here's all I want to say about the whole thing. <clears throat> I am never going to get tired of watching that guy fall because but to he's me, falling under his own orchestration. Like he wants to fall, like this. yeah, which is fine. He's, but here's the thing is that he ah. ruined people's careers. And I think that, you know, yeah, I don't I can forgive, but I do believe that the truth does need to come out. Like I'm it's kind of that truth and reconciliation needs to happen and yeah. you know, guys like Jim Okowitz need to be held accountable for some of the things that they did. Like they they have benefited from this entire ordeal and have always been kind of just under the radar. And to me, that's those are the people that also need to be punished. Lance is definitely a figurehead, but you know yeah. there are other people to this party. That is true. Aquich should be gone from the sport. He's he's been around and dirty for way too long hey, for it to be around. Um, polar opposite news, um, of course, is that uh, Cannondale Garmin came to terms with Phil Guyman, who is now hired again. Which I was kind of surprised at why they even took a year off. I mean, I'm, I'm happy he was able to race more in the U.S. with Optum, but. Bill Guyman's got quite the following, and we've talked about it before that you know they sign a guy like Tim Danielson or Tom Danielson that will be um, soon uh, forgiven on his non-analytical doping. And now you he, have. I I don't think that they have anything. I'm I would not be surprised if their B sample comes back negative or if he's reinstated. That is for when are Tom they going to? Why do you? So this is the thing. I know none of us know this answer. But why does it take so goddamn long to do the B samples? Like all these doping tests that there's at least know, what, six guys since the start of the year that have been yeah. positive. That and I, we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard anything about our friend with the cocaine, Luca Pellini. My guess is that they that, 
that there's some major issues in the the retesting. And I think that Tom Danielson's going to get out on a technicality. But let's not take away from the beginning part of this story is that it's great to see Phil Guyman back into the professional peloton at the highest level. I'm really excited about that year. Hey, guys. Did you – did either of you look at cycling news today at all? I did not. Um, well, I mean, I did like three minutes before the podcast started, so I could act. Well, educated. <laughs> yeah, me too. So there, there was an there was an article on there. This the Cannondale thing made me think of this. There was like a whole like Cannondale team camp pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that in their off season. What? It's October. Like, rem- remember, even when we first got into cycling, that, that the whole team camp thing didn't even seem to happen until like maybe December, even January at times. Like. And I know the pro, we know, we've talked about this, how the pro calendar is so long. and It does and, seem and a little early, doesn't stuff. it? Like, Is it like team, were they doing like Bjarne yeah, Reese team, military training? Yeah. Like, well, they were like mountain biking and hiking and like uh, getting course. new shoes. Ropes course, probably. A little, uh, little trust light balls. Drinking. Yeah. It just like feels like, man, end of October, like didn't the road, the road season ended like two weeks ago. And we're already talking about like, getting together and uh, getting over that break. Whoop, time to lose some weight again. It's insane. <laughs> it does seem How a little It just feels weird. Anyway, I don't have much more to say about it. I um, just saw it. it also like- on cycling news, you know, this past weekend was Cross Zonhoven, the big sand dune race. And I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed watching that one on the computer. Uh, did you? Did you watch it? I watched every second. Wait, it wasn't on. Wait. That was last year's race. I think you're watching last year's oh race. Oh, my God. I could not find anything. I was trying all the tricks of the trade to, to find that race, and that was Did nowhere anybody? to be found. So I watched no. – I was, I, was, I was at a race, so I didn't watch it live, but I tried to watch Winter Cycling fans and watch, like, the replay. And the replay on Cycling fans, which they always find a link to a good replay, the, the highlights of the men's race looked like somebody had just done it with their, like, cell phone camera. Like a periscope? <laughs> Like it, it was seriously like, oh, here's the straightaway, and then here's three laps later on this corner because I had to run across the course. Spencer, I just that? Spencer, I just said periscope, and little guy's probably thinking of like a periscope from a submarine. I ignored what you were saying and went on with my statement of fact. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Sane yeah. Kant won the women's race, and then uh, your boy Voot Van Ert won. The men's race. What is that? Six out of seven, little guy. I think it's seven out of eight. Guy's on fire. He's got to be the favorite to win the uh, world championship next year, don't you think? It's kind of. I think he's the favorite to it's win. It's a long way off. That so. But like, God, he's ridiculous right now. Even if he lost some form, he would. I mean, he put like a yeah. minute, you know, into into the into the like second and third place guys. Um, and Rob Peters having one of his rare every 15 races ability to get in the front group. I I just love seeing the pictures of that race and how immense the crowd is. And if you go to the actual, um, while I was searching the internet um, for illegal feeds, I ended up going to the actual race website. Um, they have some pretty cool pictures of what that course looks like when they're setting it up. It's basically like a sand pit. <laughs> like it is a, mm-hmm. um, it is a natural bull. It looks like almost like an old quarry. That they've just, uh, you know, rent out for the bike it, race once a year. I think it is an old quarry. Yeah, isn't that the story behind it? I don't know. Well, the story. so what? What's what's the story? Why was there no feed? Did you guys know why this race seems to exist in an internet vacuum? I think it's just well, uh, super prestige, and they don't. Is this going to be? Feed. Is this going to be the new norm though? Are they cutting us off here in America? Like, cause we've been pirating all this stuff for years and maybe they finally yeah. figured that out. Maybe they think cross is I'm afraid. Dead. I'm afraid. Yeah. For the I'm not afraid. <laughs> cause this is all the other races around like the UCI broadcasts all the world cups. So if this race was a world cup, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. But they, um, yeah, but they you still got to as well. Yeah. yeah but we found still ways around dance. those. Like, you know, yeah, but you shouldn't but have for to how do long? That's my question. Dance. Well, so here's the, here's one of the main issues, right? Um, Universal sports no longer exists as far as the channel. So I don't know if you've been seeing on Twitter is that NBC supposedly is now doubling down on their cycling coverage because they own the properties of Universal sports. 
So yeah. supposedly they're going to find a way to start broadcasting more cycling. And I had once heard that, that they own the rights to a lot of those cyclocross races here in the States. And, but, you know, until see, someone pays the, more money than them, they're going to be getting those rights from the UCI. Yeah, those replays of the bass fishing shows, those have to be on in the morning when the cross race is on. They have to be on. So I, I don't see any way around those replays of bass fishing shows being on or like tractor poles or other bullshit oh, dude, that they show. Tractor poles are pretty awesome, though. They're I, awesome, but do you need to show a tractor pull that happened a week previous during the time when a live bike race is happening so that you can show a delayed uh, cut version of Milan San Remo I mean, after it already happened? I personally don't need to – like I would prefer to see the live cycling race, but I bet there's 20,000 more people than me that want to see um, you know, last week's uh, Monster Truck Challenge. See the freestyle event between Bigfoot and uh, Gravedigger? You know, it's a what classic Ford versus Chevy battle. Well, that's when they, like, get to decide, you know, do 360s. They try to, like, do maybe a flip over the cars. You know, lots of cool stuff. You win if you land on your roof and that's how you finish? I think so. So, uh, back to cycling. Two more things. Uh, real quick. Colnago seemed to create quite the internet storm the second time in as many months that a company has uh, provocatively advertised women um, cyclists and created such a um, ridiculous environment for all women in cycling. Uh, do you guys have anything to care what? about uh, to comment on this? <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to care about because I don't. I didn't see it. I don't know what you're talking about, really. Well. Uh, let's just say it was a horrible advertisement that they did not think mm. about, and it is very um, sexually charged and provocative. Did they not think about it, or are they? But, and they it think does about not it feature Chipolini. And it does not fe- feature Chipolini. Okay. Um, well, that's um, that's good. I was never going to buy one of their bikes anyway, just because. I couldn't, I, but anyway. I do have to correct you, Tim. Um, I well, I completely agree that it was out of line um, and not a great thing for them to be uh, putting on their Facebook and their Twitter and whatnot. Uh, It wasn't an advertisement. It did come out that that was just a photo that some dude who owns a Colnago had taken of his bike with some models around it. And they retweeted it or reposted it, which is poor form and not very great as far as women cycling is concerned obviously but at least it wasn't an advertisement that their marketing department came up with it was just I, something that their idiot thank you social the, media did thank you for the clarification out there. thank you for the clarification yeah. i just saw it on twitter and i did it was just like this is disgusting i'm moving on i didn't even read into it yeah. so so yeah you should probably uh proofread your advertisements i guess i don't, I don't know what else to say or your retweets yeah yeah they, uh, that's probably a good plan Poor form, I think. Okay, there you go. It was poor form. It was. And it was. Uh, it obviously came back and bit them in the ass, and uh, they deserved it. It's crazy the amount of uh, coverage that is getting, uh, more so than some it other It did things. get a lot because, you know, I mean, it's – I mean, Sockgate obviously was another big one. Um, but, you know, there's been several more in the past uh, with Pearl Izumi making some poor choices uh, along with ASOS and some other, you know – some other brands. <laughs> I forgot uh, about those ASOS ads, man. They ran those things for a long time. And those Same. are actual ads, you know, and yeah. uh, I'd like to, you know, like to remind people of that so they continue their boycotts if they're actually boycotting things. Um, yeah. Well, to, to, to move on, we also had the final uh, big thing of news is DC Cyclocross. Um, our boys at the Crosshairs put on a UCI race, and it looks by all accounts to be a fantastic event with big crowd. Um, so props to them. I don't know if you guys seen the videos of, especially all over Instagram, of the uh, flyover that they did. And it became basically huh. launch your bike over and do sweet tricks and almost kill yourself on the landing. Um, but seems to have uh, gone over pretty well. That's good. Flyover's like that freaked me out. The ones where you get a little air. Oh yeah, this one like yeah. they were getting a lot of air. Did you see the videos, Spencer? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, a then few we also, sweet moves happening. You also had the uh, Canadian National Cyclocross Championships up in uh, Winnipeg. 
I don't even know who won. It's Canada, so since we didn't become the prime got, minister, we did not uh, really. They got follow. a shocking amount of Americans to go up there for that. Um, Jeremy Duran won some races up there. Meredith Miller was up there. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the Americans were up there. What's up with local, that? Uh, local hero Josh Bauer win got seventeenth. Nice. He beat Paige. I know Paige had a mechanical, but he still beat Paige. <laughs> oh, That's Johnny Page. Awesome. Johnny Page went up there too, huh? Johnny Page yeah. went up there, and I I haven't like talked about it or anything, but I saw I just saw today that he he beat he beat Page, so that's just pretty awesome. Like, so what do you guys think cool. are the chances that Johnny Page shows up to um you know like the Minnesota State Cyclocross Championship because his wife is from Cannon Falls, so there really is an outside chance that Page really? comes to this race. Yeah, I mean that's why he'd always show up at Nature Valley Grand Prix. I think there's be... probably like oh. no chance that he comes to to the Minnesota State like, Cross Championship, but that would be awesome Pretty if he much did. No chance. I mean, I'd U- be happy to lose to him. Ukrainian um, road awesome. national champion showed up once. Yeah, and look how that ended for him. He almost <laughs> won the whole shot challenge, and then he broke his collarbone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just never laugh, but I saw it happen. I was right behind him. We never heard from that and guy I was again. So. I was so afraid when I saw it happen. I was like, oh, no, we killed the Ukrainian road national champion. So, I mean, whatever the promising was. features of that uh, are, I mean, think about this. This guy had a promising future. He had a um, a model girlfriend. That's why he was back in Minnesota visiting. Um, he was the Ukrainian national road champ. And then he's like, hey, I'll do the cyclocross race. We found him a bike. And then he shows up for the after race, the one lap, one lap whole shot challenge where the winner gets a free entry to the next year's race, and he proceeded to break his collarbone. Um, I didn't even know what he was entering. <laughs> he was uh, just like, "Sweet, another race! I'll win that too." Oh shit, I'm dead. Um, I don't remember why he crashed, but it was it was him, and then Pat Lemieux, and then me, I think, in the line of people, and he just like went straight into a tree, and then me and Pat both stopped and. And and just sort of had this oh. moment of like, oh no, oh no, the one guy we, we don't want to die here. Uh, you hear oh, that, the rest of Minnesota side really. across? Oh, yeah, the one guy, little guy and Pat Lemieux yeah. wanted everybody else to die. No, we wanted, you know, we wanted everyone to be safe, but like, you just, you saw, like, as I saw him hit that tree, I could just see like, yeah, his road career ending. Like, this is it. Like, this guy has a road career, and he has a contract for next year. And if nothing else, he has to call his 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 trade team for the road and say that he broke his collarbone doing a whole shot challenge at the oh, end of the Oh, I would have come up race. with a better story, right? Like, oh, I was getting out of the shower. I wouldn't tell him that I broke it at a rinky-dink race. Is that a better story? Yeah, you know, like, I was getting out of the shower, and then um, I tripped on the radiator because I'm here and I'm not used to radiators or something. Because they don't wait. Yeah. No, now Tim, are you saying that the Ukrainians don't have uh, heating in their homes? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Digging a that's, hole, Tim. That's cool. Digging a hole. All right. Well, I'm gonna get I, out of this hole I by. Should have just said, "Hey, people, Posado's collarbone heals in in like three weeks. Mine will too. It's fine. Don't worry about it." Used to, he, you know, he's people. Speaking of people, let's talk about people. He doesn't even have a contract yet. He's supposedly close to signing with Team Southwest or Southeast or whatever the hell they're called. I think they should. I don't sign even know him. if they do any racist, but they should sign him and David Rebelin. He's practically done. No, Rebelin should stay on CCC because he actually gets to ride real races. Unlike Southeast, I mean, how are you feeling, Spencer? One of your heroes is probably almost. Out, out the door. He, he wasn't even in my top three from last week. Come on. What? Okay, he wasn't in your top three. He was your number five favorite. He'd, he'd have been on my wide angle podium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how how are you feeling? I mean, you worried about him? I mean, it's probably I'm not worried. as easy for him to just like, you know, pick okay. up women and stuff okay. now that he's not a good okay. bike racer anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. Quilo. You're trying Quilo? Good, good. Hey, remember when you told? Uh, never mind. Hey, um. Guys, Ryan Trabon back in the news talking about the horrible nature of the pro cyclocross calendar like we have talked about here, that there is not a unifying national series and therefore no one really gives a crap anymore about the uh, 
national cross scene because we don't know where the good racers are going to be. I'd like to thank Ryan Trayvon for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Um, and mm-hmm. other than that, I got nothing else really to say about this. I think that while it's cool to have UCI races, USA Cycling needs to get their act together and create a bona fide eight-race nationwide series that is just C1s. What do you think that brings, right. though? That, I mean, I don't feel like there's actually really a problem, personally. Like, there's big races, and you don't know who exactly is going to be there, but, like, every rider could do their own advertising. Every team could do their own advertising just by saying, like, hey, like, j is going to be at these five races, and, like, come on down if he's your favorite racer and watch him race. Like, No, I, I want a race possible. where the best racers are going to be at. But what yeah, the spectators and the sponsors want the best racers to be there. Yeah, but they can they can but they can make money. that like each race could do there, a lot for themselves by just advertising who's going to be at their races. And, like, but if you have Trayvon at one race, you have um, Jay Powell at another. You have Jeremy Duran at another. Like, well, yeah. why doesn't Trayvon just call a, call Jer- Duran and reason. say, "Dude, let's do the same races"? Uh, they there's a reason like. The NFL makes a lot of money, and whatever the sub league of that is, nobody goes to. You know, like it's because the NFL is a monopoly. <laughs> yes, well, it's because of that. Because there isn't so a league it's below. Like the Canadian why football. It, why is uh, USA Cycling not putting on a series themselves? Why were they relying relying on like Joan Hanscom to scrape together some sponsors and and cobble together a, a USA a US well, GP of cross like why aren't they I mean, putting that, that on is that within their mission i mean is that really part of their mission as 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 the sort if, of governing body to like be organizing a race step, series like well they organize nationals and if they're supposed yeah. to be a stepping stone organization to get people to the olympics uh or whatever then yeah i would think you know if there's not well okay well i'm going to validate your point cyclocross isn't an olympic sport well it, road is and mountain bike is and yeah. cross are the same cycling thing so but i mean i i guess i kind of feel like and this is one time i would agree with you say cycling is like i don't know i just don't feel like that's their job i feel like their job is to sort of like police the infrastructure of a larger thing or like like supply officials and sort of like set ground rules but they shouldn't be in race promotion i mean look when no. like the 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 uh uci was doing race promotion we got we got the tour of uh beijing or whatever the hell that terrible ass so race was i don't think that usa cycling should be promoting i do think usa cycling should be actually a governing body saying that hey these races are our top calendar so these are the ones that we're going to give like the forty thousand yeah. dollar prize list out right now that's what 40 races on that calendar or whatever and 60 races or something yeah like it, it's something that you know it becomes a participation sport to get a lot of that payout so it'd be nice if usa cycling was like look the um gloucester cyclocross race is big enough that that is going to be part of that series um the race at the louisville cross you know course is going to be part of that series um i mean that that's all i'm trying to say i mean we don't need to get too much in the weeds we talk about this crap all the time we probably have more exciting twitter questions than we do talking about um you know usa cycling mm-hmm. and what they're doing wrong i mean there's I don't plenty know that's true. Doing wrong to talk about but the, like i've said many times when we do talk about this there is a series and a, a cross series in in the u.s unfortunately no. for you guys all the races are up here in new england uh being the Verge series, um, and it's been around for what ten years now. Like, it's all the pros should know about it. But um, a lot of other races, like Cincinnati and like uh, Jingle Cross, and uh, everybody else have have gotten C ones and are are becoming bigger and better races and uh, kind of over, overshadowing. Um, it needs to be a series. national series. And, End of story. Well, I mean, it can't just be the new. There's no series. reason. But like there's a de facto national series in that there's C1s and, and there's races that are C2s and then are more important than other C2s and people can just decide which ones to go to. And, Little guy, and, the free market capitalist. I just yeah. feel like 
did did the did the USGP of Cyclocross like did that actually feel like more important? I yes, just don't think it, it did. did. It felt well, a lot. We didn't give went to them. <laughs> we we did go to them, but we went to them because they were the close. Like in Minnesota, I would just go to well, the I wouldn't have gone to the races. Why? I'm but why? Have... What about it being USGP? Oh, like if God. it had just been a C one, I know it was a long drive. But if it had just been a C one, we would have gone. We still would have gone. You know, because it was like if it was a C one, it still would have attracted powers. It still would have pra- attracted, uh, you know, Tim Johnson. It still would have pa- attracted uh, Trayvon. You know, we we like getting lapped by the best. This is Sarah Groff, U.S. Olympian, and this is the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, so we got uh, a, a series of questions here from Diamond Geezer at Diamond Geezer on Twitter. Um, That's a good name. Asks us, you think it's you think it's other... Phil? You think it's Phil Sherwin because he owns a diamond mine. No, that's a good point. All right, and he is old. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead with the Phil Sherwin question. I'm ready. Phil Sherwin asks, um, "Dear Slow Ride Podcast, what other racing formats should road cycling consider? Um, road or crit? I guess he says. Um, you know, I think he's kind of thinking. Uh, you know, mountain bike and cross are getting into these team relay kind of." Uh, uh, you know, Missing weird out. oddball races. And so should the road uh, look yep. yeah, to yeah, rebuild answer. itself? Missing weird. out. Um, yeah, missing you know, out. Missing out in the crit, awesome. like the final five guys, you get pulled. Um, and yeah. then I would like to see a blackjack points race at a uh, crit. So, you know, if you get first place at a sprint and then, you know, the guy is holding the king of clubs, then you get the 10 points and then you got to get out at 21. Mm-hmm. I would love a missing out crit. I could actually get a legit result in a missing out crit, which, which I can't. I can't do. In a, I just can you imagine the mechanics of a missing out crit? Like trying to get a roadie to pull over. Like, hey, you know your last wheel? No, it wasn't. And then they just start throwing stuff. It'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it wouldn't really work. Hey guys, we got uh, we got a good email from. Uh, I don't know if we said his name on the show last week. Zach. Uh, he He's the one who asked us about what he should do uh, going into his first cross race. And we kind of talked about whether or not he was going to look like a Fred or he should uh, look like a look like a super pro. Uh, but he sent us a nice email. He said, uh, hey, guys, you said you wanted a follow up to my first cross race. First little backstory. I'm an elite Cat 4 road racer, but I have zero cross experience. Like it. I bought a cross frame on Craigslist the weekend before the race and set it up with 105 Tiagra Sora I had laying around. Good combination. That's a good Only mix. Good mix. Those those mix really well. I have a I have a six month old daughter, so there's not time for training except 15 minutes of daily commuting. My legs were furry since my last crit was early September, but my sock game was on point. See, that's important. Um. I was going to go this off the front is, this from the start. strong master's material right here. I know. Uh, yeah, I was going to go off the front from the start like you suggested, but mm-hmm. what's with this lining up base on when you register bullshit? I battled <laughs> into good position, but after laying it down twice, muscling my bars back in place, and going headfirst over the bars trying to ride over a large route, I was chasing the whole race. I made up a lot of lost ground to finish 27th out of 90 in a 4-5 combined field. Holy cow, 94 fives at once. Okay, just good enough to get me hooked. To get me hooked. Thanks for the advice and entertainment. Keep up the good work. You guys just moved up a spot on my cycling go-to podcast list, passing the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Ha. Woo! All right. That's, that's a feather uh, in the that's cap. Great. Um, that is a feather in the cap. Um, I just want to go back to that. 94 fives. That's impressive. That's a lot. Like that's, that's too many. I mean, not, and I'm not trying to like talk shit about four fives, but just like, that's too many people that are new to something in a very confined area at one time for like, 
it feels like for anyone to like not just be like constantly frustrated like running into people and like like just I'm just yeah. thinking of like local races we did like when we were four or fives and maybe there's thirty guys and like it sometimes it's uh-huh. just the first like maybe you do sometimes four or five race you might get four laps max maybe sometimes three and a half four two of those laps could be like pure traffic like you ride five feet you run into somebody you ride four feet you fall down somebody rides into you. That's well, nuts. Mm-hmm. Think also about like that's... you know, Cat Four Five. You have one guy that's a lot uh, faster than everybody else, so he yeah, may be close to a Cat Kobe. Three, and then he's you know lapping traffic because he's getting because he probably registered right away, right? He's probably all over the internet yeah. uh, registering early. Yep, that's um, you. That was I'm trying you. to figure yeah. out where this where this uh, rider is from because um, you know it's typical yeah. up here for Four or Five fields to to sell out, and they have a hundred. 100 rider caps and then it's typical for the waiting list for those races to get pretty full as well um so we're pretty used to that and you yeah and you get those guys you don't get the one guy who's almost got three riding off there you get 20 of them because nobody can score points because the points go four deep um for upgrades but we don't schedule or we don't uh yeah we don't uh, stage anybody by registration up here so i'm not sure you know, we do it all by cross results points, uh, so it's a, at least a little bit in order of uh, skill level. Um, so I don't know where where they're finding. Maybe Colorado has that. Yeah, that many people. Maybe I, I, well, you know what? Maybe Portland has that many people at their. Yeah, it could be Portland. Chicago like, might have it. Too. Chicago could have a lot. Chicago What's, might. Can we can we talk about this a lot? Like, does it actually only score four deep in a four or five race? That's true. I mean, I guess it does that in the one twos. I just didn't know. It's, I don't know it's if it's that. I mean, I know it's not more than it's, seven, it's, right? Yeah, road is like seven. On cross, it's I think five or six, maybe probably yeah. six deep on a over fifty person field. That's ridiculous. It's 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 totally ridiculous. Yeah, it's not, you what's, could, what's crazy is you, you only could, get like one point if you're in fifth, too. Yeah, so like no. Yeah. I, hey, let me tell you about that. As the guy who gets fifth most of the time locally, <laughs> I could. I could get fifth every every race of the year and never have enough points to upgrade. And it starts feeling like a little bit like, yeah, I mean, it's just like almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a problem that people have been complaining about for a long time. And what's worse is when you have the combined fields, like the three, four field together, and then USA Cycling sometimes, depending on who the upgrade official is, doesn't recognize like category four results – separately within the three four fields so like maybe 80 people in the field and then the first place fourth cat four gets you know seventh overall and he doesn't get any upgrade points or she yeah and that's ridiculous yeah and you're like oh congratulations you're always going to be a cat four yeah Yeah. well that's i just i don't know i mean i just feel like uh, maybe cat cat upgrade points should go at least 10 deep because really i mean think of all the races we've ever done any reasonable size field like there's even 30 people in the field. You get top 10, you're like, sweet, top 10. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, everyone has yep. their own goals. So maybe you come out one day and you're like, I just want to get 25th out of 30. Sometimes you're like, I just want to not be last out of 30, whatever. But like top 10 is always that thing of like, I just, it always felt like whatever category we in, like once we were like getting into top 10s. And I know this, I can remember you and me talking about this, Spencer, like we'd start getting top 10s in the threes and we were like, should upgrade. <laughs> You know, yeah. like we weren't scoring yeah. any points, but our mind was like, we're in the top tens. I think we should see what we can do in that one two field. You know, like, definitely. I don't yeah. know. And that's how I don't it know. should it be. And, and the points system they have is, is based, I don't know, on what exactly, but it's, it's not up to date. It's not, you can't handle the size of fields a lot of areas are getting. And, um, you know, unfortunately, most of the time, like, it's the beginners that get screwed, like the four or five fields. It's very hard for them to upgrade to threes, and particularly for the women who are pretty much across the country, usually grouped into like a one, two, three race and then a three, four race. So kind of like what yeah. Tim was saying with the when the fours, if the upgrade official in your area doesn't recognize breaking out the fours uh, against each other um, out of that whole field, then, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Like, Is there not a set protocol for that that – that these officials are following, or is it actually sort of like left up to the well, upgrade official in the region it, to like discretionary? Um, 
like to you know just sort of make a feel for how it is locally. There is a set protocol, but sadly, um, not everyone seems to follow, or it's misinterpreted. A lot of it has to do with just how the results are submitted to USA Cycling, right? Like if one guy submits the results Mostly, yeah. um, and he doesn't split them out, or she doesn't split them out. Um, then the official just interprets it that way. That's why the frustrating thing is a lot of times the upgrade official maybe is on the other side of the state or doesn't get to go to that many races anyway. So they don't have the best understanding of who the top racers are in a region. Like, yeah. you know, you, yeah. cause let's be honest, you can go to, after you go to six cyclocross races in a year, you can clearly see what category threes belong in the one twos and which yeah. ones belong elsewhere. And I think that that's where the, um, you know, that, that eventually needs to be corrected, right? Like, that's right. the thing that needs right. to, like, hey, upgrade official, maybe I've a committee. Actually, and then you yeah. go. I've actually emailed uh, this very question about the breaking out the three fours and to get an official answer on what is the protocol. I've emailed the uh, technical director of USA Cycling a grand total of three times now, uh, once a week for the past three weeks. And I have not yeah. yet received a response. Um, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you Good have job. the correct exactly. email? <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. Or I wonder uh, if oh, it's yeah. just going like, ah, Spencer emailed us again. Do you want to take it this week? Well, you know, nope. <laughs> I feel like that might be it because, uh, you know, the previous uh, technical director, Sean Farrell, used to get back to me. <laughs> and this guy uh, does not. So, yeah. That's ridiculous. That's, a, that's, a That's total bullshit. That's some that's some classic USA cycling. Right so um, with that, uh, guys, my battery on my computer is just dying down here. So with that, maybe a quick little story of the one cog little guy, and then uh, we'll bring us home for the end yeah. of the 80th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Okay, I got I got two pieces about the one cog race at uh, Velocross. One, uh, the four five race right before the one cog race. Midway, midway to right at the end, suddenly there's a black cloud of smoke. Um, over to the east, over the National Sports Center, and we're all wondering, what is it? What is it? Well, eventually I get a report back from one of the racers, who will factor into my later part of my story, in the one cog race, went over there, found out golf cart had lit on fire. Uh, so the <laughs> the men and women, it was a big black smoke cloud. It blew over the race right at the end of the four or five race for them to really breathe it into their fresh-to-racing lungs. Mm-hmm. It smelled really bad. Uh, but the men and women of the Blaine Fire Department put that out in no time. They really did put it out, like, amazingly fast. Um, so that was cool. So we didn't have to breathe toxic smoke during the One Cog race. Um, one Cog race was great. Uh, it was fun to watch Fred Fred Mills won. Conquer uh, racer. Woo! Um, but the most amazing part of the race is, uh, and I don't remember his name right now, but the guy who reported back to me that the golf cart was on fire. When he went across the line, <laughs> and he was like one of the last Still finishers. Still funny. No, when, when he, I love that part. He went across the ride. This is amazing. The line. He he rode up to the line. He dismounted. He ghost like threw his bike forward, so it was ghost riding like next to him. Kevin Bacon dismount kind of thing. Like he, I don't. I think it was just a normal cross dismount. Okay. But he got off the bike. He kind of pushed the bike forward, so the bike is coasting forward. He did a barrel roll over the line, jumped up. His bike was still going, grabbed his bike. It was ridiculous. Is this on video? I don't – I haven't found one. I haven't seen it. I don't know if anyone was videotaping it. I kind of doubt so, it. Like, so the same, not even everybody saw it, but everybody who saw it just started what? Wait, So what you're saying is Velocross Nobody. is the same level as Zonhoven? Both oh yeah, they're not on TV. Yeah, yeah, we've attained we've attained non-video status. Finally, we've made it to the upper echelons of cyclocross. That's nice. true. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Like when he when he let the bike go and he rolled, you just thought like the bike's just going to tip over right next to him as he crosses the line because he rolled like two or three times. It was wow. like full on like he he didn't slow down. He was going ten plus miles an hour off roll, jump up, grab the bike. A gasp. Is, is this something throughout. he tried like tried before? I don't know. I didn't get um, a chance to do a post race interview did, with him. Yeah, did it look rehearsed? No, it looked amazing. It looked like it looked like it looked like bicycle ballet. It was it was beautiful. I don't even uh, know how to explain it. I it was can't it truly I'm not that, I'm not doing it justice. And but. gentlemen, I can't think of a better way to end the slow ride podcast for the eightieth episode. I can't believe we made it eighty episodes, guys. Cheers. Yeah.
20 more and we're at a hundred. Then maybe we retire. So with that, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. Download us on iTunes or Stitcher. Leave us a review. Email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Tweet us your questions at the slow ride pod. We'd like to thank BK one of rhyme Sayers entertainment for the great intro and outro. And most importantly, always, always, always wave at your fellow spandex clad suit wearers um, out there on the trails. Uh, pretty sure I nailed that one, guys. So like a business spandex suit? Because I would wave at that guy. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Yeah. Do you need a hand? I can bring them to Okay. Yeah, we can just drop them on the porch and I'll, um. Hold on a second. Oh, because you need to know how much you. Jimmy's still there. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So I'm pretty sure little guy's Wi-Fi is cut out because he's probably too far away from his house. Moved out of range of the the router. Okay. The, the neighbor. Oh, here he comes. Possibly. Nine dollars. Nine dollars for a bushel selling, of apples. Selling apples out of the back of the do you think, vanigan. Do you think he has a uh, business license in the city of Minneapolis for this? Some sort of health permit? We may need to report him. Yeah. See the uh, EPA, the Environmental Police of Apples. Uh, how'd it go? Was it good? It was really good, actually. Good. Yeah, but Gail, you want me to pay you now? Or I she... I don't know the number she gave you. Like oh, how okay, much was there? Okay. So I'll just have so her. She, she yeah, I'll her... just have her send you a message. Something like that. Thank yeah. you so much for yeah. your help. Sorry. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> And the, the oh, cool. uh, thank, thank you. you. What's your name? Matt. Matt. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Business yeah. 101. Don't bother accepting the cash payment.